This morning we looked at the how of Grace Purpose Missions Giving and, and uh, how God expects us to give. Tonight, I want to just go down through and really just some scattered verses down throughout uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9 and take a look at, at the, the blessings and the benefits from, from missions giving. Um, you know, not only is it a, a blessing and a benefit to those who receive it, but I believe with all my heart that it's also a blessing and a benefit to those who give. Um, our church, I, I, remember, I remember here one year in particular when we had a missions conference. And um, that, that particular year, our, our giving went up considerably. I mean, it really went up quite a bit. But not only did the missions giving go up, but the regular giving went up. And I mean, I mean by, by a sizable amount. I mean, just all of a sudden, boom, went up. One of the, one, and, and, and I really believe the reason why that is is because God blesses given to others and particularly in the area of missions. One, one of the things God's laid upon my heart for this year when it comes to our, our uh, grace purpose missions giving, I'd really like to see us uh, be able to, to uh, start to raise the support of the people we've already got. And it was suggested two years in a row at a, at a business meeting, at our annual business meeting. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little slow. It takes me a couple, three years to catch up. But uh, uh, I, I really do see, I really do see the need to do that. And uh, uh, would, would like to see that raise. How many of you in the last 10 years uh, have, have uh, gotten a raise if you're working a job. Let me see your hands. In the last 10 years, okay? You know what? In the last 10 years, our missionaries have not gotten a raise here. Uh, and I, I believe they need it. Uh, COVID has caused all kinds of, of difficulties and problems here. Can you imagine, uh, you know, you just take the problems that we've had here and you, you multiply them by many times and uh, those are the kind of difficulties and problems that they're having on the mission field. And so uh, uh, really want you to be praying about what part God would have you to have this next, next year or two in, in missions. And uh, ask God if he wants you just to stay where you're at, if he wants you to increase. And again, uh, our missionaries have really paid a price. I, I, I love going through and praying for our missionaries because uh, our, our, our missionaries are really doing a job for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, if, you've, if you pick up those uh, mission letters, you see that that's true. And we praise the Lord for that. Well, you should be at 2 Corinthians 8 by now. Let's all stand together. We'll read the first six verses and then get right into the message. Verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God, bestow it on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us 
by the will of God. And so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we're, we thank you so much for the grace that you've bestowed upon Freedom Baptist Church. Over the years, Lord, it's been a blessing to see people saved, see people grow in Christ, and for us to have an increasing uh, outreach to folks around the world through missions. We ask God that you might just show us what the benefits are uh, tonight as we study these two chapters. And uh, Lord, we pray that you speak to our hearts. Number one, help us to see uh, just how important and that missions is, again, not just to the, to the receiver, but also to the giver. And then Lord, help us to also see our part and our responsibility and help us to have a surrendered heart to do whatever you would have us to do in the area of missions as a church. Bless this time together in your word. Speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. I'm just going to get down, down through this list. I've got, I've got quite a few on the list, and I'm not going to spend much time in each one. The first one I want you to look with me in verse 4. It says, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. What missions giving does is it promotes the work of God. And uh, the Macedonians were, were literally begging and pleading with, uh, with, with Paul to let them have a, a financial part in his ministry. And I think the two, two uh, key phrases are praying us and with much entreaty. It wasn't just, you know, here, take it, and then if he said no, just to pull back, they continued to press upon it. And it's because they thought that it was important. And it magnifies the work of the ministry. Um, not only uh, in the area of, of magnifying it because now it's supported and that work can continue on in strength financially, but, but also exposure. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I, 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 wanna, I really want to instill in our young people around here is the fact that missions is so vitally important. I love hearing two guys up here, uh, little guys up here singing like that. Um, I noticed this morning one of our young people was the only one who, who answered the invitation. That's fine, I'm, but it was a young person who did that after, after hearing a message on missions. Boy, I love that. I love that. I love to see uh, the, the work uh, lifted up and for kids to look at it and see it and say, that's something I want to be a part of, whether it be a part of it by surrendering to missions someday or going on a missions trip, or giving sacrificially, or maybe all of the above. But uh, what, what, what uh, a missions giving does, and when it's done properly and it's done right, is it, it uh, promotes God's work and it magnifies that work. Look down in verse 5. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Another benefit of, of missions giving is that it helps me personally find God's will and do it. It helps me and encourages me and it encourages you 
to, uh, to, to give ourselves first. And, and I make a big deal out of this, and, and I, I think it's, I, I do because I think it's so important. Uh, the, the theme of our missions conference this year is give me thine heart. Uh, the, the whole idea of that is if God's got your heart, then he's, he's going to get the job accomplished that he wants done. If uh, all he has is just a outward commitment but not an inward commitment, then the, 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 the job won't be accomplished like God would desire for it to be. Um, biblical giving never, st never starts with a wallet. It always starts with our heart. And it starts by giving ourselves to God. And that's, that's not only a, a blessing to the missionaries because they benefit from that, but that's also a, a blessing to us. Um, missions, missions giving really is a three-step process. Step number one, God gets our heart. Step number two, the missionaries get our heart. Uh, if, if it, it, you know, God wants our heart, but, but we also need to have our heart in the missionaries that we send. It's the reason why we print those, those uh, missions letters. And I'm thankful that many of you take those and take those home and you read them and you pray over them because it's not enough just to give. We need to give our, yes, we need to, to give our money. We, we first need to give our heart to God. Secondly, we need to give our heart to the works that are being done over there. We need to have a, have a caring heart because if, we, if, if the missionaries don't have their, our hearts, they won't have our prayers. But if they do have our hearts, they will have our prayers. And, and we have that privilege of the third step is ministering to those missionaries. When God gets our heart, the missionaries get, get our hearts, then we minister to those missionaries financially, we minister to them in, in prayers. We minister to them in helps. Uh, Grant Miller's got a real burden from time to time to send uh, boxes to various missionaries. And we have done that over the years. And he's headed that up. Uh, just why, why does that kind of stuff happen? That happens simply because uh, our hearts are in the right place. And it's important for us to have our hearts uh, in, in our prayers and our efforts in that which our missionaries are, are doing. And then the, uh, another a benefit, look down at verses six and seven. It says, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, See that you abound in this grace also. Uh, it, it allows you and it allows me to exercise grace. Uh, it, there, there is a command, and our command is to, to abound in grace. And one of the ways we can abound in grace is through the grace of giving. Uh, you know, what, what are you doing purposefully to, to not just participate in it, but abound in it. That, that whenever I see that word abound, I think of a, of a cup that is being full, filled, and it comes up to the brim, but it doesn't stop there. And it just continues to bubble, bubble over the top. That's what he's talking about when he says abounding. Uh, in other words, we're, we're growing in the, in the grace that God has for us. 
Um, does, does, your, does, does your giving depend on God's resources? Does it depend upon God's power? Are you, are you trusting in his grace in order to, to be able to, to have a part in missions? 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, as God closes out the book, he says, but grow in grace. And one of the ways we can grow in grace is by giving to missions. Another, another benefit, look down in verses, uh, verse 8 and then down in verse 24. Verse 8 says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. And then verse 24, wherefore uh, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. It allows us to prove our love and to prove our love in, 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 in a monetary way. Uh, keep your finger here and go to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John 3. In 1 John 3, look in verses 16 and 17. It says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Now, and again, remember, uh, you know, at least so far, we've not had to, when, when he says lay down their, their lives, they mean literally. Uh, their lives were at stake because of persecutions. We've not had that yet. Uh, I say yet because, because there's a possibility that one day it'll come. But, but uh, uh, so when you read that, you know, you say, well, lay down our lives. It just means expending our lives for one another and being a blessing to one another. Down in verse 17, he gives the example. He says, but whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Um, missions ought to get a hold of our hearts. Uh, when we read the letters, when we, when we see videos and hear testimonies, uh, it, it, just, it just ought to really grip our hearts. I remember uh, back years ago when we had Brother Fagali, we've had him a couple of times. And uh, boy, every time he comes here, I'm, I'm looking forward to him being here because uh, I really, uh, you know, he, he's, there's really some wonderful things going on over in the Middle East uh, for the Lord. I, I, I remember the very first time he told us about a radio station that was over in Baghdad. Man, did that ever excite my soul. Uh, Baghdad having a, a, a radio station that broadcasts 24 seven and gives out the gospel. And one of the things that he said about that was that, uh, you know, it, it really showed to the, the Muslim people that our God is different from their God. And they, they would, uh, after listening to the station, they would go to the pastor and to other people in the church and, and remark about that very thing, how that, how that uh, boy, we, we've noticed that your God loves people. Your God cares for people. One of the ways that, that we can show the love of God is by giving to those that have need, and in particular, in the need in the area of missions. It proves our love for God. It proves our love for others. And it also proves our love for the gospel. Uh, you know, if, if you love the Word of God and you love to see people saved and you love to, to, to hear reports 
about, uh, about uh, works being able to reach the lost for Jesus Christ, uh, then, then uh, missions is for you because given to missions allows us to do all of those things. Another benefit, uh, go, down to verse, uh, go down to verse 9. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. It, it allows us uh, in that particular area to follow the Lord's example. And what was the Lord's example? Well, he voluntarily, voluntarily deprived himself so that others could benefit. Left heaven, came down here, uh, took upon human flesh that hurt, that was hungry, that, uh, that uh, was, was affected by the elements. None of those things were true for God in heaven. But when he left heaven and came down here and took on human flesh, all of those things were the case. And he, he caused himself to go through that for you and for me so that he could, he could purchase our salvation by his blood. Uh, we have, we have the, the privilege of being able to follow in his steps in that we can deprive ourselves of some things so that the gospel can go out. And uh, you know, what I found is, is that, that missions really, really tests motives. Um, it it, it uh, tests whether or not we're doing it because we, we're, we're following the Lord or we're doing it just because there is a need there. And uh, years ago, when uh, I was out in Green Bay, I remember there was a, a fellow that we were supporting. I, I don't know if he's still there or not. But he was a missionary to Honduras. He was a really good missionary. In fact, I, I went to school uh, with him. His name was Doug Thompson. And uh, Doug came back for, for one of our missions conferences. And, and somewhere, I don't even remember what the exact situation was, but he made mention of, of his... <laughs> of his maid over on the mission field. And uh, I watched several eyebrows, you know, raised like that, a maid on the mission field. Well, who does he think he is? I don't have a maid. And I, I'm serious. I mean, that was the attitude that began. <clears throat> and when, when uh, uh, after, the, after the service, there was some talk about that kind of stuff. And you could tell. You could tell some folks were just really upset. They were, they, were, they were downright angry. What's he doing with a maid, you know? Well, we, we uh, had some time of fellowship later on when some of the folks were in, included in it. And that, of course, that subject came up uh, with, a, with a bit of an attitude. And Doug's explanation was this, and, and be very careful about, about uh, seeing what somebody does on a mission field and immediately think that, oh, what in the world are they doing that for? Uh, things on the mission field are different than they are over here. Uh, things in other countries uh, don't operate exactly like they do here. And his, his, his point was, he says, well, yeah, we do have a maid. He says that that's because um, I've got my wife working as my secretary and she does a whole bunch of stuff for me that, uh, that, that I would have otherwise have to hire someone to do, um, to, to, to do those things. If I hired somebody, it would cost me a lot of money to hire a secretary. 
He said, but you know what? And this was back, oh gee, this is probably back in the late 70s, early 80s. And he says, you know what? He says, a maid costs us about five or 10 bucks a week. And he says, that's, that's really just a, a smart economic move for us. And you could just see some of these guys that, that were high and mighty and, and had a little bit of hackles on the back of their neck, you know, over the deal, just kind of, you know, want to slump underneath the, the pews. Uh, and, and it's because uh, their attitude wasn't right. Uh, we had to have the right spirit and the right attitude. And, and a sacrificial heart, one that's willing to sacrifice, uh, will, will give us the, the, right, the right attitude and the right perspective when it comes to supporting missions. Um, another, another benefit of supporting missions, look at verses 10 and 11, chapter 8. It says, And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. Missions giving promotes growth. Uh, one of the things that he told the, uh, the, uh, uh, told the, the church at Corinth was that they ought to desire to be forward a year ago. In other words, grow in their efforts, grow in their concerns. Are you forward a year ago? That's a good question to ask, really. It's a, you know, and we, we sometimes ask that question on New Year's Eve, but uh, we really ought to be looking at that on a regular basis. Are we growing in this, in this grace of giving? And when I say giving, it, it's, just, it's just a desire to do more in the area of missions. Uh, are you growing when it comes to giving? Is, are you growing when it comes to praying? Are you growing when it comes to communicating with, with our missionaries? And one of the things that, that uh, and, and I, I'm the first to admit it, I'm weak in this area, uh, but it's communicating with our missionaries. Uh, every time I have either talk to them on the phone or texted them or whatever, uh, I always get back an enthusiastic response. Um, having uh, a son and his family on the mission field has really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And uh, one of the things that it's opened my eyes to is the loneliness that they feel over there. Just recently, Joel and his family have had, had the opportunity to uh, go to a conference that was uh, being hosted by another church. And uh, uh, Brother Alan Johnson, one of our missionaries, was down there, it was his brother's church. And, uh, and, and when, Joel, uh, when Joel came back, and Joel and I believe Silas went too, uh, and when the two of them came back, they were just excited and they were just bubbling over. Uh, why? Because they don't get stuff like that, okay? Uh, they, don't, they don't have a lot of special speakers that come through. They're not, you know, they don't get that kind of encouragement. So, so uh, any time that we can in any way communicate with our missionaries, it's, it's, it's always an encouragement to them. Uh, you can do so, you, you can grow in the area of a mission strip. And I realized the last year and a half, uh, that's really not been much of a possibility and a lot of mission trips that, that have been scheduled uh, have been canceled. Uh, thankfully, Brother, Brother Johnson was able to go down to Brazil and spend some time 
with his brother in, in the campaign that they, they had down there. But, uh, and I realize that that's difficult, but don't put it on the shelf, okay? Some of you still have never been on the mission field. And, you know, I used to be, I used to be the guy that was sitting out there saying, you know, I'd rather just send them extra bucks rather than go on the mission field. I think they could benefit more from that than my presence. That is not true. And not only that, but you will benefit more if you go on the mission field. Uh, you know, the only, uh, up until the, the, uh, the trip that I took to Russia, the only, uh, the only missions trip that I ever went on was up to Canada. Now, now, yeah, it was a missions trip, and it was definitely different. Uh, we went up there and did vacation Bible schools for a missionary that was up there in, uh, in the New Brunswick area. And this was years ago. Uh, in fact, it was even before Debbie and I got married. But, uh, and, and that did touch my heart, and it was a blessing to me. But I'll tell you what, that, that trip to Russia really opened my eyes. And uh, we, we need to be looking for ways that we can grow in that area. Uh, look for ways to encourage our missionaries. Look for ways to grow in, in, just, in just reading the letters. You know, you might, you might uh, be here and, 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 and in reality, you hardly ever pick up a missions letter. I, I try and sometimes I, I, uh, they fall through the cracks for me, but most of the time, I'd say 95% of the time, Every uh, missions letter that we print, I have already read. And there's a bunch of them that, there, uh, there are some from other missionaries from time to time that, that we possibly don't support. I mean, we've got one uh, that I get on a regular basis from Australia. I've got one that I get from the Castellaws down in Hawaii. Uh, God's really doing a work down there. And uh, uh, what, what I believe the Lord wants us to do is to grow in those areas uh, and, and be forward of where we were a year ago. That's one of the purposes of a missions conference, is just to kind of open our eyes and help us to see there's a need out there, and we need to be a part of fulfilling it. Uh, the, the, the next benefit, look in uh, verses 11 through 15. Verse 11 says, Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burden, but by an equity that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that, that uh, there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Um, what missions giving does is it, it allows us to supply for the needs of others. And you look in verse uh, 12 again, it says, For if there, there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. It says that we, it's, the whole thing starts with a, a willing mind, uh, you know, a determination to want to be a blessing and be a help. And then it's always according to what we have. In other words, just take what you've got and use it as a resource for the Lord and for, for, for his work in missions. 
down in verse 14. It says, uh, but by inequality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. Now, let me ask you something. Last time you got an abundance, and I know you've all gotten one over the last year and a half because your preacher got one, and, uh, you know, it, it was called a what, stimulus or whatever, some kind of check. When you got that check, what was the first thing that came into your mind? When you get, uh, you know, when you get a, a blessing uh, from God and God gives you extra, he gives you abundance, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? Is it how you can spend it? Is it how you can pay bills? <laughs> Sometimes, that, you know, that may be the case. Uh, or is it how you can use it to be a blessing to somebody else? Now, I'm not saying those other things are wrong. But what's at the top of the list? What's at the top of the list? Uh, what, what is the, the first and foremost thing? And, and God gives us extra. In fact, he says so right here. One of the reasons he gives us extra is so that we can be a blessing to others. And so that we can help fill the needs that are out there. And one of the areas that is extremely needy is in the area of missions. And uh, God will give us that abundance as an opportunity to be a blessing. You know, when, when you get that abundance, what do you think first? Do you think buy or do you think give? Uh, go, go with me down to verse uh, 20. Here's, an, here's, another, here's another benefit. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. Uh, they not only did the people believe in missions, but so much so that there was an abundance and they, they, had, they had much to be able to, to give. Um, when you respond, as, as we already said, uh, God gives you an abundance and you, you take of that abundance and, and meet the needs of, of, of missionaries. God blesses that in a special way. And uh, that, that verse over in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 that says, Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Uh, it not only applies uh, to individuals, but I, I really believe it applies to churches. And I've watched it here at this church. I've seen it. I've seen how we have grown in our missions giving and our concern for the world and, uh, and, and I've seen how that has blessed us just overall. Uh, it's blessed us in, with people. It's blessed us with finances. It, it's blessed us with, you know, just, just recently, um, we, we had a, we had a uh, 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 mower uh, given to us. And uh, when that mower was given to us, I, I, I got to thinking, you know, first of all, and here's, here's a blessing. Okay, it was a missionary. It was Paul Scott who gave us the mower. A missionary given to a local church. When was the last time you heard that one? Uh, and oftentimes that, does, that doesn't happen. But, but uh, uh, why do you think that happened? Well, I think part of it is that we've been faithful in that area as a church. And, and we need to continue to, 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 to be so because it leads to abundance. And, and another thing it does, look in verse 21. 
This, is a, this really is a blessing. Verse 21 says, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Honest things. Chapter 9 and verse 5. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. It cures covetousness, and it cures covetousness two ways. The person who's, who's giving, it, it, helps, it helps damper that covetousness because rather than, again, rather than buying, you're giving to someone else. You're giving to the cause of Christ. But it also helps the receiver. Uh, it, the, the receiver, uh, if, if, if they do not have enough to get the job done, what's the temptation that they're gonna have in their life? The temptation is gonna to be to covet, to say, man, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. I'll tell you, one of the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous things uh, that can enter into our lives and really do a number on us is this matter of covetousness. And uh, you, I'm not, we're not gonna do it tonight, but uh, do a study sometime on the word covetousness, covetous, covet. And just see what God has to say about that particular sin. Honestly, I don't want anything to do with that sin. I really don't. It'll, it'll destroy. It'll destroy an individual. It'll destroy a family. It'll destroy a church. It'll destroy a nation. I, I really believe one of the reasons why our nation is going in the direction that it's going it's because of covetousness in, in our country. And uh, you know, everybody wants something for free. Everybody believes, you know, you, you hear this all the time, you even hear this on, on commercials. You deserve, yeah, yeah, I know what I deserve. And it's not a new car, okay? Uh, I know what I deserve. And, uh, but but the, the American mentality today, because of covetousness, uh, thinks that they deserve a whole lot more. Uh, look at another, uh, another benefit or blessing. Uh, verse uh, 22. Verse 22. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon, upon the great confidence which I have in you. Um, missions given builds confidence. It builds confidence, and it builds trust in one another. Um, you know, bottom line, you've heard me say this often, we need each other. But not only do we need each other here, but we've got missionaries that need us. And the truth of the matter is, we need them as well. The um, Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Um, we can't do that on our own. We need others in order to get that done. And we are laborers together with every missionary that we support. Well, they, they go places that we can't go. If you can't, if you can't go there personally, then have a part in sending somebody who can go and, and can give out the gospel. And what that does is that creates a bond between, uh, between the, the, the individuals in the church and the church itself 
and also the missionary. And that's what he's talking about here. He's saying that there was a, there was a confidence and there was a trust that they have in each other because of giving. Uh, in chapter 9 and verse 2, here's another one. It says, For I know the, the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Uh, it provokes others to give. It, it uh, encourages others. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why I gave, gave uh, I wanted uh, uh, Grant to give that testimony tonight, we're going to do it next week, is, is uh, it, it, if, if you've not been praying for unexpected money, you know what it did? It provoked you. Now it provoked you in the right way. Uh, but in, in, in that form, it's talking about encouraging. It's talking about encouragement. It's talking about prodding, prodding us on. But, but giving does that. And uh, we ought to be encouraged and encouraging others to give. Chapter 9, look down at verse 13. Verse 13 says, Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. Uh, bottom line, missions given gives glory to God. Uh, it gets the job done, but in the, in, the, in the long term, the thing that we're looking for is for God to be glorified. God is glorified through, through fruit. God is glorified by churches being established. Again, Brother Figali has had a tremendous part in starting. He started schools. He started uh, training institutions. He started local churches uh, and had a part in, in those uh, throughout the Middle East and also parts of Northern Africa. And God has used him in a great way. Well, you know what that does? You know, that's why I'm, I get, every time I hear about that church in Baghdad, uh, because uh, of uh, being alive during that whole, whole uh, Iraqi business going on over there and, uh, and the war that was there and so forth, um, and the really strong Muslim influence that is there in Iraq, uh, I get excited when I hear, when I think about a local, independent, Bible-believing uh, Baptist church right in Baghdad. I mean, right in the middle of the whole thing. And uh, they're going to be building a school, and they've got that radio station that I already talked about. Uh, and all of that. You know what that does? <laughs> that, that doesn't give man a pat on the back. That gives glory to God. That gives honor and glory to God, and we've, we've been able to have a part in that. And then the last one. Uh, look down in chapter 9, look in verse 7. It says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And then you go down to verses 10 and 11, and it says, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower... Both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched, enriched in, in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. It builds gratefulness. And it builds gratefulness particularly when we do it properly, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. Um, 
again, years ago, and we haven't, we haven't really seen it much here, uh, hardly at all here, and, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, uh, I, don't, I don't believe in, in uh, pressuring God's people to give. Uh, outside of the pressure that's put on them by the Holy Spirit, outside of the pressure that's put on them by the Word of God. Um, I remember one time I was in an in a, um, evangelistic campaign for, for a city. And uh, the, the fellow that came in was a, was a high-powered, independent, fundamental Baptist um, evangelist. But uh, evidently the, the offerings were coming short of what his expectations were. And so uh, there were different pastors that were involved in this whole thing and, and uh, each night a different pastor would get up and would take the offering. He stepped in one night and said, listen fellas, he says, uh, tonight I'm going to take the offering because I know how to take an offering. Boy, that just, that does not set well with me. It just does not. Because I know what that is. That's manipulating words. That's uh, putting guilt on folks. Uh, that's uh, putting human pressure on people to give. Uh, I don't think that's right. And, and God doesn't think it's right, obviously. He says, not grudgingly. Not of necessity. Now, is there a need out there? Oh, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong uh, of giving because there is a need. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we give. But it, it, when it says of necessity, in other words, you have to give. You, I mean, you just have to give. Well, no, I want to give because I love the Lord. I want to give because, and I want you folks to give because you love the Lord, because uh, you have a desire to see people saved, and you want to have a part in those works. All of these things are benefits, and, and they, they not only benefit the works, the, you know, the, 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 the ministries that we're able to support, but every time, in fact, I, I personally think that in some ways, sometimes, the benefits are greater on the part of the giver than they are even on the part of the receiver because of, of what it says in Luke 6 about good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. He's talking to the person that's giving. And there is a, there is a real benefit of having a giving spirit. And we have that giving spirit because we love the Lord, number one. Number two, we love others. And number three, we love the gospel. And we want to see the word of God get out in the whole world and for people to, to come to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's been good tonight to look through your word and see the benefits of, of supporting missions. And of course, the obvious benefit is souls are saved. People come to know Christ as Savior. And we thank you so much for the missionaries that you have brought our way here at this church and the ones that we are able to support. God, we pray uh, that you would help us to take very, very seriously the responsibility that we have to those missionaries and to really to those mission fields and to the, those people that are on those fields. Uh, Lord, you tell us over in Romans chapter 10 that Someone can't hear unless they have a preacher and 
They can't have a preacher unless somebody's sent. And that's where we come in. And that's where our responsibility is. Lord, speak to our hearts tonight about, about our hearts. Where is our heart when it comes to missions? Where is, it, where is our heart when it comes to having a, a sacrificial attitude so that others can get the gospel? Please bless this invitation. And as you speak to our hearts, may we say yes to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.